But where are you really from? But where are you really from? Hey everyone, I'm Angela Lynn. And I'm Jesse Lynn, and welcome back to another episode of But Where Are You Really From? This week, we're turning 100, baby. It is Woo! the centennial episode <laughs> of our podcast. You're like, it's been 100 years of this podcast. It's been 84 years. <laughs> so... As you guys know, I don't think we expected that this podcast hobby baby would lead all the way here to 100 episodes. And I think, Angela, even when we started, you had some ambitions for like what we were going to do, but I don't even think that you were thinking that you were going to make this like your full time shebang. Definitely not at the start. Yeah. So now that we're here, we've discussed like so many different topics I think there's still stuff that we can learn about each other because we constantly are learning more about each other as we do the podcast. You guys are learning more about us. We're learning more about some of you through the comments. So we want to continue the dialogue. And so we thought it would be really fun for our 100th episode to do the 36 questions to fall in love by New York Times because love doesn't have to be romantic. It can be platonic. Mm-hmm. And it can be a very fun exercise. I think I've done this with a few friends. We did this with yeah. Um, Karen, yeah. actually. Some, we did uh, some of these and then like some other questions. And it's just fun to hear what your friends will answer for some of these things. Because I just think, A, like, it's not something you ever think about for your friends. You're not like, oh, like, what does, you know, Amber think about, like, her favorite dinner guest? You You would never think about these things. But it's actually, I think it sparks, like, really interesting conversations from almost like icebreaker type questions without further ado (laughs) we will hop right into the questions expect that there will be some meandering conversation around them possibly as their icebreaker type questions but here we go angela if you could invite anyone in the world to dinner who would it be I think my answers have changed throughout. Like I've I've definitely done this exercise many times the or like parts of it. Um I used to say like Mindy Kaling mm. and like Jennifer Lawrence had her heyday where she was kind of like everyone's favorite yeah, quirky what happened weirdo. To her? I have no idea. Mm. Um, but those aren't my answers anymore for sure. <laughs> so let's see. Maybe Lady Gaga. Cause she's Work. a fucking like force of nature. She's amazing. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, I think I'd love to just, like, hear her life story a bit of, like, that explosion into fame. And more, like, I'm really curious kind of her transition from her, like, really over-the-top crazy, like, meat dress wearing days to, like, Mm. now where she still is, like, very much her own person that doesn't fit in any box necessarily, but she doesn't, it feels, like, less... Like, she's just doing really outlandish things to get attention and more that she's kind of, like, settled into her own, like, this is who I am and this is the art I want to make and, like, take it or leave it. And also, I'm super successful. So (laughs) I'd be curious to hear kind of, like, her evolution. Yeah, well, I told you I saw her at Chromatica Ball. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I think she's still doing a lot of that stuff, like, in her tour. Like... The first, her opening thing in the tour is basically, like, her in, like, a coffin just spinning. (laughs) And, like, it's, like, an upright, like, cylindrical thing. It's amazing. Uh, And, like, no, you, 
you'd be crazy to find anyone else who could open like that where everyone is just like yes yes you. <laughs> yes spinning like coffin spinning in yes. a circle like it was yeah so yeah i do agree with you i feel like in the original like the lady gaga whole th- like the idea of lady gaga was such a character mm-hmm. and now it feels more true to like who she's trying to represent yeah and i also i really like like i'd be curious to also get to know who she really is like to kind of see where that line is between like who she puts on as the like in front of cameras version and who she kind of really is off off cam i'm sure there's a little bit stephanie of both, germanata exactly get me some time with stephanie yeah so yeah that's Word. my answer <laughs> okay Excellent now answer. you're in the hot seat next question <laughs> we've talked about this actually yeah would you like to be famous and in what way I think I would like to be mid-tier famous, meaning that like people, some people will recognize me and it'll be like chill and fun, but not like crazy and outrageous. So I'm thinking like Bowen Yang level success where I think like most people will recognize him, but he's not like so famous that people are immediately swarming him. And it's, I think it's already really uncomfortable for him because we like, he was at Chromatica Ball and my friends tried to like steal him for a selfie. And he was like, he was there for it for maybe like three seconds. And he was like, no, I'm going, I'm leaving. (laughs) And I was like, I'm really sorry. This is awkward. Bye. Maybe you want even less fame than him. (laughs) Yeah. I think I could, I think I could theoretically do that for like, you know, a minute, like hang out with random people that I don't know. But then I'd be like, I'm leaving. Like, there's going to be terrible traffic and I want to get out of here situation. <laughs> so yeah, like mid-level famous where I can make like, you know, low to high millions of dollars without like serious invasion of my privacy and like personal life. Respect. Okay. Question number three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why? Um, I think it depends on which phone call, what kind of phone call it is, but I, I can't say I've never done this. I have rehearsed sl- slightly what I'm going to say, but I will say it's also because like, how many times are you using the phone nowadays? Like if I can handle it over online forums, like I'm going to do that. So a lot of times the phone calls are for like serious things, like a job interview or mm. like you're breaking up with someone, I don't know, like something like a serious situation. And so, yeah, I do kind of rehearse or I don't rehearse in terms of like, I have a script and I'm reading off the script, but I kind of like go over in my head, like these are the main things I want to make sure we talk about. Um, So yeah, I've done that. But those are for like important things. So no, when I called the um, sliding door repair people for my parents, (laughs) I did not rehearse what I was going to say to them. You were not prepared to do uh, Asian satya negotiation with them? No, I was like, just tell me how much it is. (laughs) Fix this shit. (laughs) Don't let your mom hear you. Next. What would constitute a quote unquote perfect day for you? Do you remember that song that that was in that was in Yes, yes. <laughs> in Legally Blood? Every yeah, time yeah. someone says that, I'm like, so good. Mm-hmm. Um honestly, I think a perfect day would just be a regular day that I have where I 
am consistently in a good mood and like most things are going my way because I've had days like that where I'm like this has been a great day like Hmm. I woke up I was you know my energy level was okay went to work had a bunch of like satisfying things that were resolved went to the gym did my thing like came back watched watched TV with my partner like I think like a regular day that just everything is very nice is kind of a perfect day for me because the reality is that you're never gonna like I feel like most people be like oh I won the lottery and then like uh, stumbled on a pot of gold and you know like that's like an impossible day right I'm talking about like what could be realistic and I think what's realistic is a really nice normal day where everything kind of like goes my way I love that answer because it makes it so that you can have perfect days, not all the time, but like much more frequently than some made up. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastical day. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, I prefer to have stuff like not not that winning the lottery would not be amazing, but I think in the long run, it's like the small things for me that make me happy and like small things, simple things make me happy. And so having just a nice day would be relatively perfect for me okay numero cinco when did you last sing to yourself to someone else what does it mean to sing to myself well because i literally just was singing in the car today but i wasn't by myself like ramon was in the car my mom was in the car but i was singing along to the song i was on the i think spotify I think that counts because you're doing it for yourself and it's not performative. Yeah. 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 Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, literally a few hours ago for the singing to myself, it was Justin Bieber because he has so Which many bops. Justin Bieber? Um, it was, uh, is a song called Off My Face or whatever? The Off My Face. I think that's what it's called. Like, uh, I'm off my face in love with you. You don't know that song? <laughs> you gotta get on tiktok i uh, probably do i just don't is it new is it song. recent no oh <laughs> then that's i mean it's uh music is like that right like technically it came out two or three years ago already but i think tiktok and other places that like recycle music yeah. kind of re-popularize older it's not even an old song but like is- not like super fresh songs Last time I sang for someone else. <laughs> Work. Uh, for you right now when I was trying to recreate That's true. that song for you. That's so, true. And the, I gotta say, it was not my best. So here we are. Well, you know, like, we try every day to have a perfect day. And sometimes <laughs> it's just it's just not there. And that's okay. It's true. It's true. It's okay. Whatevs. Next. Okay. Wow. This is a long question. Okay, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you... Oh, I see. Okay, that was confusing. I was like, you're going to live to 150? Or no, it's saying that when you hit 30, you will either, for the next 60 years till you die at 90... Um, retain the mind or body of your current 30-year-old state? I think I would pick the body. And hear me out. This is because I feel like a lot of the old fuddy-duddiness has to do with your body aging. And so you're, you know, like, and you can't experience as much. But I feel like a lot of old people are still quite 
they're still quite lucid. Like there's nothing wrong with their mental capabilities, but your physical capabilities are not there. So I think I would take the physical part of it because I think that at that particular age, I would still have enough mental mental faculty to do all of the things that I need to do, but I would prefer to be able to do all the things that I need to do with a 30-year-old body. Interesting. Yes. Okay. I I know we're not doing everyone yes. answers every question, but I would actually do the opposite because I think I've seen enough people, not at 90, but like just like well past my parents' age, for example, that are actually like fairly ripped. It's like if you want to keep your body in like tip top shape, That's it will true. never be a 30 year old's body, but it can be like decades younger than what the average age person for like an older person would be if you're like actually eating really healthy and like hitting the gym all the time versus like for example you can't prevent dementia or like that's Alzheimer's true and that kind of stuff if your mind is going. well i'm hedging a bet about this whole like <laughs> whole body health situation mm-hmm. where it's like if you have a healthy body then you have a healthy mind and mm. da, 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 da. so okay, that's okay. where that's where i stand with that particular question (laughs) do you have do you have a secret hunch about how you will die uh no i don't i think we have done this question before no i don't have any secret hunch Mm. and i feel like when people say they do it's not that they have a hunch they just have like an extreme fear about like a certain way of dying so then they're Mm. like i don't know i think i'm just gonna get hit by a car or something like that um no i don't have a secret hunch like obviously my hope is that i just like fall asleep and I die of old age you know um so no okay next (laughs) um name three things you and your partner appear to have in common that is a weirdly phrased Um, sentence we're both men (laughs) we both have hair yeah what the hell is this and we're both somewhere around five to seven Okay, how about name three things you and your partner have in common? No, I know. I know what this is. <laughs> it's more like, I think it's the question is kind of like, if people knew you as a couple, what would they say? Like, you guys are oh, I see. similar, I see. similar qualities. I think we both enjoy meeting and socializing with new people. We oh, both have okay. introvert, like energy recharging needs. Okay. They're a little bit different, but... I think all of our friends would say like, yeah, you guys both sometimes just are like, nope, not going to be there. We need to like recharge. And I think that we both care about each other a lot. Number nine, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? There's a lot of things to be grateful for, I think. But I'll go warm and squishy too. And I'll say Ramon because of all the... I think a lot of, like, my push towards self-growth and, like, being more open-minded towards trying different things and, like, exploring the world and, like, doing a lot of that stuff came from meeting him. So, so yeah, I'll say having him in my life, which is warm and squishy. That's very nice. Yes. Okay, next. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, wow, this is a loaded question. What would it be? Oh, money. Uh, the really? Money. No, no, no. I, I honestly like. It's hard to say because I think hindsight is twenty twenty, and I'm very satisfied 
more or less with where I am. So to go back and say I want to change something means that that might move my life path away from where I am. But I would say probably the thing that I was most lacking as a kid, I would probably like say I would love I would have loved it if my dad was more involved in my life and just like more forward with the relationship he wanted to pursue with me. And I think that that's just you know, it's a function of how he was raised where my grandfather was not necessarily like the most connected. So I think that he had a lot of trouble fostering that relationship because he had no model, right? Like we, we, we talk a lot about like, you can't be what you can't see. And so I think for him, there's a big challenge where he doesn't, he may not necessarily know how to build a relationship with me. And actually last time my mom or my parents were just here like a week or so ago and my mom was like, you should call your dad more. Like he asked about you a lot, but then he just asked me to call you and, uh... <laughs> and talk to you about it. And I was like, he, he could call me like, so I'm trying to be more, I'm trying to be more active in, in calling them like at least both of them like once a week and like ask them how they're doing and like what's new with their lives. Cause I think that it's a little bit of a struggle for him to kind of like do that. And I'm more or less shameless now, so I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so much warm and squishy going on. Right? Who knew? 11. (laughs) Take four minutes and tell your partner your life story in as much detail as possible. Well, you're not my partner, so you can tell me your life story. Can I just tell you that this question gives me so much PTSD because... In business school, the elevator pitch number of times you have to essentially say your entire fucking life story, but like mostly career related, but essentially your life story in various versions of time limits is so traumatizing to me. It was like you need to have a I think the longest they gave you was like a two minute version. So you need to have a two minute version, a one minute version, a 30 second version, and a like tldr essentially like because a lot of times people ask like is there anything else i should know about you or like what makes you different as like the last question in an interview Mm. or whatever and it needs to be just kind of like a one-liner so there's like so many versions of this and it like gave me so much stress because i was like so my i'm supposed to distill my entire like being and my entire sense of value as a human into two minutes one minute 30 seconds and one sentence essentially hey listeners wondering how you can support us the biggest way is by increasing our visibility by following us on instagram at where are you from pod on tiktok at but where are you really from subscribing to our youtube channel under but where are you really from podcast rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, and telling your friends. The more people we can get to listen to the show, the more we can continue spotlighting different perspectives and stories. And if you feel so inclined, we're also accepting donations at buymeacoffee.com slash where are you from. Thanks, y'all. Um, okay. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? Oh my god. Oh, maybe I'll do I'll do something that's like sexual so i am not a versatile person i do not play (laughs) the versatile team not really i'm mostly a top but i think bottoms have a lot of fun and i wish i was more versatile so that Mm -hmm. would be my thing what would that entail flexibility or i just feel like a a verse person like really enjoys being the top and also really enjoys (laughs) being the bottom 
Oh, like I they see, have, e- they gain equal pleasure from doing both things. Got it, got it, got it. That's okay. not me. <laughs> Sorry, okay. TMI, TMI, TMI warning. We've talked a lot That's about true. everything on this show, so. Um, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your, li- oh, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? See, that's funny because I literally already do all these. I do many things to divine these things yes. for myself. So I'm good. I will say I'm good because also I don't want to. I think I've figured out a lot of things recently with like, you know, we've had like, I've done like the psychedelic journeys. I, I meditate now. I did the hypnosis regression stuff. Mm-hmm. And I do have another um, psychedelic journey coming up in the next like month and a half. So I will not divulge. But also, I, I also don't think it's anything like huge. I think I just want like a little bit more clarity on like my life and like kind of any big signs I'm missing. But mm. I feel like I'm good on the whole crystal ball, magic crystal ball thing because I've already done a lot of that figuring out shit for myself through all these other methods and i also think it's more worth it to do it that way because then like a crystal ball as the example because mm-hmm. you work to get the answers yeah. like you're like doing self-work essentially to figure it out so it, it feels more you know meaningful that way well i think this this question is also kind of open-ended because i read it like it could tell you the truth about yourself your life some random thing in the future <laughs> or anything else I don't want to know anything about, okay. like, the future in that sense because, like, what you said about the past, I don't want to know anything, like, definitive yeah. about the future because you can fuck it up and then it won't be your future yeah. anyway. And honestly, to your point, like, towards working towards something, I feel like if you just saw it in a crystal ball, you probably wouldn't even know what it means anyways. Like, if the if I shook the crystal ball and, like, let's assume that I was born in, like, 1960 or something. If I shook the crystal ball in 1980 and said 9-11, I'll be like, what's this? I don't know what this is. That's so it, like for the most part, it probably wouldn't mean that much to you. Yeah. Yeah. So don't go wishing for crystal balls. You know? <laughs> All right. Next. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Mm, okay. Dreamed of doing for a long time. I, I really want to work abroad somewhere like not in the US because I just think it would be so interesting to see what that experience is like. And I've had it secondhand from other people who've worked in different areas and like, oh, it's like this and the culture is like this. But I think it's just like a separate thing to experience it overall and just be really integrated into like wherever you're working. Because let's face it, we spend like a, a lot of our working time, a lot of our waking hours working so i think it would be really cool to have that kind of experience why haven't i done it laziness and opportunity i think that i mean i also just bought this apartment so i I don't know i'm at this place i'm at this place in my life where i'm starting to feel a little bit more settled and this is the kind of thing that i is more difficult to do when you're settled but i would still say like if the opportunity called i would try to figure out how to make it work you know, like if there was like an opening somewhere and there's like an open casting call for this position, I would be like, yeah, I'll, I'll go for it. And then like, I'll figure everything out, you know, once I hear back on how that goes. But yeah, I think it would be really cool to work abroad somewhere. 
Yeah, you've actually mentioned this a couple times in the past. And I seriously was doing it. Like I, there was a, I was interviewing for this German company. I didn't get it, but like, I was like, I'm going to leave if I get this. <laughs> what is the greatest achievement of your life? You know, I feel like a lot of these, I'm kind of like, meh. <laughs> like, I don't like them as much as I thought I was going to like them. What is the greatest accomplishment of my life? This is a big question because I think I've always attached it to traditional concepts of achievement. So like, for example, in the past, I said things like getting into Chicago booth for my MBA because it's the number one business school in America and everyone thought I couldn't do it. Or then, like, recently wrapping up my corporate career, it was, like, launching Far Cry 6, the video game, because I fucking did that shit. Like, the, the like, actual launch campaign, the marketing part of it, I was responsible for, like, a lot, a lot of it. Um, so that, but I think greatest accomplishment of my life, it's as I get like more woo woo and like spiritual and shit and I'm learning more about kind of myself and like my relation to people and my impact with people I think my greatest accomplishment is continually kind of like connecting with people and hopefully leaving like a positive impact one way or another because I can like name for example like several people in my life that I know that I've like had a really strong positive influence on thank you Jesse's pointing at himself um or like you know they come to me for advice frequently and like stuff like that and it, that stuff makes me feel really good because it's it's intangible right and it's like and I'm not doing it as a job. It's just like, it just feels good to like help people. Um, mm -hmm. And to know that that's kind of like in me, that it's it, it's like a continuing thing that like more people I meet, there's always like new people that I have those kinds of relationships with. So not a traditional answer, I would say, but I think it's also a reflection of my changing belief in what matters in life. <laughs> so yeah. I know we're not, again, we're not doing this double question answer thing, but I was going to say, it's me. My, I'm the greatest achievement in my <laughs> life. Like, honestly, <laughs> like, look at where I was. Look at where I am now. Yeah, that's true. And it's kind of what you're saying. Like, you're you're constantly working towards better, bettering yourself. You are the greatest achievement of your life. That's true. That's true. And we are the protagonists of our own lives. So if that's you true. can't be proud of being your greatest achievement, who will Maybe be? I want to be the antagonist in my life. You, we're both, let's be real. We are our own biggest antagonists always. <laughs> okay. That's very fair. Okay. Um, what do you value most in a friendship? I have a vested interest in this. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think of, you know, what it is so funny is that sometimes I think of it backwards. So I think about the people that I met recently and why I don't want to be friends with them. And I personally feel like the thing that I value most about friendship is like a general openness because I'm thinking about the last few people where I like have kind of written them off. And the reason is because it feels like a lot of the energy that I'm giving out 
is not coming back. So they're like not open to receiving this energy. And of course, there are like other important things like trust, honesty, but those are like things that are like deep into your friendship. And I'm thinking about like, what are the things that will drive you to a friendship? And I think openness is like really important because if you're not, and this is, I, I feel feel like this is some kind sometimes a way in, in the gay community because everything is so like body conscious and like sexually driven that some people are iced out because they don't look like they have muscles in a six pack or they don't look a certain clothing fashion-y sense and stuff like that. But I think for me, what's most important is that someone is like really open because all those things are superficial to having your energy reflected back at you. And there's like nothing better than that because it's like that like instant connection that you have with a person. Love it. Thank you. May you find more open people and keep only open people in your life. I'm trying. They're yeah. honest. They're the most fun anyway. So why yeah, don't I want true. anyone else? True. What is your most treasured memory? That's Us playing in the back of an empty. Dude, truck. I will always remember that. <laughs> we were fucking hooligans. And so Jesse and I met in Taoist Temple, if you guys don't know our whole backstory. But yeah. we always played hooky at night. Like the adults had like class. We actually had nothing to do. Well, they started doing those classes and we were like, nah. Oh, I hope not. Like no. sometimes they started doing that. But anyways, the adults would be like reading from like Taoist texts that's class and then the kids would just like dick around and we were so bad we would like hide and like there's like a massive warehouse it was weird our temple was like inside of a functioning office slash warehouse situation yes. so we'd like run around there hide around there and then there's a parking lot with like employees of this business's like trucks and stuff and we would like crawl into the back trunks of these cars that we don't know the owners of and just like loiter there all night we were weird i don't know no that's i those are fond memories but those it's not my most treasured memory fair i don't know it's kind of uh is it wow i didn't know i was gonna go so woo woo on like all these answers but it's not a singular one, but I will say I think every time I come out of a psychedelic journey or or some other like self inward introspection journey, because like the hypnosis, for example, there were no drugs involved. Um, that feeling I get when I come out is so special and kind of like indescribable because it is it's weird because you're kind of bridging two worlds. You're kind of coming out of this like otherworldly experience back into like your normal physical life. And then also coming back though, kind of stronger in a way like spiritually, emotionally, mentally, because you like know more about yourself or like your situation or have more guidance. So that kind of mental and emotional state that I have right after coming out of one of these like introspective journeys but not a specific one i'd say like all of them kind of equally have those feelings nice nice i think those are it's a fair answer yeah going full woo okay oh <laughs> well you get the fun opposite what is your most terrible memory what is my most terrible memory i feel like i have this like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind thing where i like delete bad memories because they're just like bad and i'm like i don't really want to do this <laughs> oh my god i should have said this to be oh my gosh so 
I, I already told you the story and like most of my friends, but when I was at EDC this past year, I did like too much acid and I just, ha I was like stuck in like the dark place and I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know if it was like the music that led me there or just like I was already kind of like in a bad headspace, but I ended up like confronting this like manifestation of my sadness or like my depression and it was just this like enormous like wall of like emanating sadness and I was like oh my god this is like so much I was like I didn't know that this was like sitting inside of me like freaked me out I was like oh my god am I like really fucking like depressed and I just had this like and then after that I had this like vision of just like me being alone really sad and it was like so vivid that I was like in a funk for like the rest of the night honestly like the rest of the week I was like I think I'm wow. like my brain is broken <laughs> like it was it was dark because I because I, I knew it I've, I've been going through you know I've been going through stuff with COVID and just like relationship troubles and it's stuff that I've been working on and I knew that I had been feeling really sad about certain things, but I never like confronted it in such like a visceral manner where I was mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, it's like enormous. Like, what do I do with all this? And it was just like overwhelming. So that was like the most terrible memory that I think. Aww. You yeah. definitely didn't tell me that. <laughs> oh, well now I did. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Well, you learned something everyone new else day. hears at the same time. Well, they um, were, they were there. They saw me like crying at Alesso. Like I was like, like it was it was not it was not the not the night yeah might i suggest that you change your setting and re re attempt to confront that same thing again I, yeah i think i need to honestly like going into in going into it the headspace was not great and then when i got there i was just kind of like well fuck it i'm already here and i was just like i'm just gonna do this like one thing that I know it's probably too much, but I'm already here. So I'll make better choices next year. <laughs> no, I did. Well, I also just literally mean like because we've talked about that we use psychedelics differently. Yeah. But what you described sounds horrifying, yes. but also sounds pretty common in terms of like something you might encounter when you do it for like a therapeutic purpose. And in mm -hmm. that setting, you would just embrace it and kind of like, kind of try to push through and be like, what am I trying to learn here? And like, what you got wall, like what, what you know? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that definitely would have helped. I did push through, but it was just kind of like, uh, I, I'm just gonna like live outside of this kind of situation <laughs> to make myself like functional. Oh, boy. Well, okay. <laughs> anyways i'm sorry Almost. you went through that it's um, okay it was my it was it was me being dumb anyways so i was like of course like mm -hmm. and it's stupid too because i tell everyone like if you're not in a good place don't do it and i'm like guess who did that me it happens all right almost at number numero 20 numero 19 if you knew that in one year you would die suddenly would you change anything about the way you are now living and why I mean, so many woo-woo things. I think it's just all the things that we know we're supposed to do, actually do them. And by that, I mean 
specifically, especially like spending time with and expressing love towards your loved ones as much as possible, because if you really only have one year left, that's like all you got. So what's more important than like spending it with those people? Um, It sounds kind of silly because my mind immediately went to like, oh, actually like get into a... (laughs) fitness routine and it's like ironic because it'd be like well you know you're dying in one year because some some other people would say like I'd eat like whatever the fuck I want because I know that I'm gonna die either way but for me I think I'd rather try to optimize like the time I have left to feel as good as possible um so yeah those two things spend as much time as possible with loved ones stay in shape I think that's that makes sense you know making use of your time by staying healthy yeah, yeah. Until I reincarnate again. <laughs> What'll it be this time? I don't know. All right, last question. We're only going through 20 because it was too many. It's 36 time. total. We don't have time for that. But yeah. also, 20 feels like the right place to end because it's 100. So, you know, it's like... Even numbers. Yeah, 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 blah, blahs. Okay. Just scale it up, as they say. <laughs> scale it up. Okay, Jesse, no pressure. Last question. <laughs> What roles do love and affection play in your life? Ooh, this is a good one. I think it's pretty big, I want to say. I, over the last few years, have been thinking about more intentionally, like, relationships, particularly my primary relationship, but also, like, how other relationships can play out. And it's always been a little bit difficult for me to navigate this whole, like, friends then like friends with benefits then your like primary relationship and then like potentially like other like relationship type things between that and like friends with benefits and so i think love and affection are quite important because i seek i seek all of these i seek these things in all of the people that i know and i think that people will say like oh well like you're not looking for love from like your friends per se and i'm like of course i am like of course I'm looking for love for my friends. Like it's not romantic love necessarily, but I'm looking for like that kind of deep, that yeah. kind of like rooted connection where you like, you know, you got each other's backs and there's this yeah. like connection and you can have like your inside jokes and you just feel really good with this person. These are all like facets of what I think mm-hmm. people think love are. And of obviously I also seek affection from my friends. And I think it's funny because we also do it really differently where I have a group of friends where I just like shit on them all the time. And that's like the way that we do it and we love it. So yeah, I think it's huge because all of the relationships I cultivate, like I, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for love and I'm looking for affection. Mm, okay. yeah. And yeah, I like that you kind of delineated that affection can come in many different forms, including shitting on people. Yeah. 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 You know, we talked about yeah, Asian, Asian dad cutting you fruit. That's love. Asian mom too. Asian, Asian parents mom. in general, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fruit, you'll never get that apology, but you will get some. You will get fruit, the cut y'all. fruit. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we learned a lot about each other, I think, and although I think a lot of it, we we knew a good. The portion, answers have but... changed, I think, which is interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, yeah. So ha- happy 100 episodes to oh, us good. and to all you who've been listening throughout this with us um let's see how did we want to close this it was are we in love yet <laughs> oh yeah are we in love i think we've been in love we've been in love with each other for love you 30 
Oh, years. don't no. say it, girl. <laughs> 20, 20, 26 30 years. something years. I yeah, was only like 31. 30. Are we like 50 years old now? Yeah. 20, 26 years? Yeah. 26 years. Yeah. Oh my that's God. Correct. We're a whole millennials worth of love because that's even older than Gen Z, our duration of our friendship. A 26 whole, a is a millennial still. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. Not Gen Z. <laughs> well, <laughs> looking forward to another. 26 years god what a oh my god <laughs> yeah we will live that long and hopefully no, much more than that, that. Yeah, 26 yeah, yeah. Years, that's like nothing girl i know right okay well anyways um let's see how about you guys either let us know what was the most surprising answer that one of us gave or maybe drop a question you want to know about us maybe we'll decide whether or not we want to answer you but we can go with that too because these are just prompts that we got from the new york times thing but we're as you know we're relatively open or else we wouldn't have a whole podcast about our lives and identities and blah 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 so (laughs) (sighs) well thank you for tuning in and as always join us next week for a fresh new episode and until then side side gym gym, bitches. bitches